0: Joan Breibart, Body Conversations. And this is the beginning of November. And it's episode 14. And it's about the H word. So of course, that's healthy. So a bit of history when this, uh, Mutual society known as wellness started of course it wasn't called that in 1963 when Weight Watchers uh, published their first diet and then later exercise became the new way to torch calories but early on it had nothing to do with health and that's sort of funny because now that's how everything is promoted I mean everything beyond food and nutrition and exercise and movement and everything is healthy. You probably are pitched on to get healthy shoes and healthy socks and healthy, healthy. And some of that I think refers to natural or organic, but it's so unspecific that you really don't know what the word means, but it precedes almost every noun healthy, healthy, healthy. And I think if we're gonna get to the point where we fix this obesity mess, uh, we're gonna have to drop this word because it's meaningless. And no one really knows what it will mean in terms of their particular size, height, uh, shape, uh, gender, age, what does it mean? So of course we know if you listen to this podcast, and others are writing too, that the BMI is just a fraud. It's gritty on the curve, and there's no way for you to look up your height and figure out what your ideal weight is. Basically, it's just 20 pounds off, so maybe you could do that, and then you subtract 20 pounds, and you'll get to your real category, but that's sort of silly. I mean, uh, no one wants to talk about waistline because that is very specific. 35 inches means you're obese. So if you're under that, you uh, you know, you're somewhere between overweight and slim. But if we use the weight for a minute, I want to talk about myself. I'm five foot six. I think I weigh 126, 125, around there. Anyway, I don't take any medications. I'm 80, Um, I, I don't get sick. So I guess that's healthy. I guess if you're five foot six, 126, that is healthy, right? Which means that many women for sure who are shorter and five foot four and a half is the average height in America, they would weigh less. Of course, we know that's ridiculous because the average weight in America for females is 179 pounds. But that takes me back to uh, 1987 when Self Magazine, which was rather new then, but it was just going way, way uh, ahead in terms of uh, readership and everyone was interested in Self, and that's... Just the same today. Anyway, um, so they published Diet Directives. That was the name of the program before we changed it to 80 Bytes, five pages, written by Candace Bushnell, pre-Sex of the City. And it was a beautiful uh, article, but, of course, it was a failure. No one contacted the magazine. I mean, there was no Internet, but no one seemed to want any more information about it so you could call it a failure but in that very same issue there was a two page spread with i think there were 10 women going from a height of 5 foot 1 to 5 foot 10 which then was a giant it was unusual to find a 5 foot 10 inch woman then and it was how does 125 pounds look on these different sizes and shapes now, obviously, that'd be an absurdity today, given you know what the average woman weighs. But to think that they would publish that, and still, it didn't have any real meaning. It just didn't have any meaning, and it it never has. So, I mean, weight is it's just not a good indicator. And yet, we're still constantly talking about weight, and we're constantly talking about calories. And, of course, everything is massaged with healthy. And people don't want to admit that it's just a euphemism for fat or obese. And that healthy is the word that avoids confronting the failure of all these diets and exercise. This gets even more painful because Gretchen Reynolds And I'm going to keep bringing this up. I published an article about how the body adapts to exercise, and therefore you're not going to be able to torch all those calories. And yet I went online and was looking at some bar, B-A-R-R-E, which was originally created by Lottie Burke back in the 50s, I think. She had a, a studio in New York on Madison Avenue. I went there in 1972. And, you know, this really just calisthenics with, um, I don't know, with some kind of length. But anyway, um, and you see workouts, I mean, that are labeled that you're burning up 600 calories. And we know, everyone knows that's not true. While they're doing it, they know it's not true. And yet it persists and it'll be labeled a, a healthy workout. And then, of course, there's the 600 calories that you supposedly burned. And frankly, in a country where people are religious, where overwhelming numbers of Americans believe in religion as opposed to the rest of the civilized world, where they've walked on religion, it just seems so out of place because that means gluttony, which is one of the seven... Deadly sins is in everyone's mind, and what we're really talking about always is just gluttony, but we don't use the word because we substitute healthy and you know load up your plate with veggies and on and on. So it really is, and people are starting to find it out, pretty easy to lose weight once you... Simply forget everything you've been taught. And that's the hardest part. It's really the hardest part. And we have a testimonial from a woman, a Pilates teacher, very smart woman who, I guess it was 15 years ago, went on um, 80 Bites and, you know, lost weight. She wasn't fat, but she wanted to lose 20 pounds. And she said the hardest thing about the diet was admitting that she didn't know that much about nutrition and she thought she knew everything and taking courses in nutrition. And of course, maybe she didn't know a lot about nutrition, but she didn't know how to eat. Yes, she knew about nutrition, but she didn't know how to eat, how to chew the food, what goes with what, how long should a meal last, all the physicality which... I mean, for people who've gotten into Pilates and yoga and Gyrotonic and even bar, are really thinking about or trying to um, develop a, a sense of physicality of their own body in space and paying attention, as opposed to someone sitting on a bike and mindlessly pedaling to too loud music. So. You know, we have a lot of mixing and matching here, and these are not vaccines, so mixing and matching is not going to work. You either understand the principle. You have to eat less quantity. Maybe not fewer calories. We've already been through this. Everyone knows when you precipitously drop calories, your body reacts negatively and, you know, you will probably gain weight and certainly won't lose it. So. It is hard to admit that uh, the establishment got it wrong, but really what the success of all of this has been the success in growing businesses that sell uh, water and now soda substitutes that are healthy and, of course, exercise, whether you're doing it at home or in a boutique studio or a health club or just running, whatever it is, exercise as part of this whole trifecta, diet and exercise and water, and each one feeding each other, and all of them, of course, feeding, 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 spending a lot of money on food. So, uh, you know, we we have to consider how to fix it, and we are getting people to tell the truth. I remember that I was in shock a couple of weeks ago when President Biden gave a speech in Michigan and he's trying to sell his build back better and pointing out to people standing there, most of whom were uh, refrigerator-sized humans, apparently didn't see them, he just talked, and He accidentally told the truth. I I don't think he intended to, but he had to sell this, and he tried so many ways. And finally he said, America is in decline. And, of course, he was talking about our bridges and tunnels and infrastructure and other things that uh, are important. But he didn't see that the decline was visible in the bodies of the people he was talking to. So it's a good thing; it's not hard to fix obesity. It would be even easier if the establishment, particularly the media, recognized that they've they've fed America the wrong formula, and everyone has spent uh, too much time learning it and trying it and failing at it. And it would have been so much simpler to learn how much to eat, how often to eat, how to eat, and stop torturing yourself with what you're eating because that might not be healthy and um, or trying to uh, make up for past binges by being a vegan so you think you're saving the planet even though most vegans, all the ones I know and have heard of, are animal lovers and have multiple pets. One woman I know has six dogs. Two are very large. They eat more meat than I eat it. You know, in a a week they eat more than I probably eat in a year, but that makes her um, morally superior because she's supposedly saving the planet, but really all she is doing is making uh, the need for meat to be um, as important as it's always been and where people are eating two and three times what they should eat. So um, it's... The reason that it's now obvious that we have to confront this and not by accidentally telling the truth in a speech is of course, because COVID and we have more deaths than any other uh, civilized country. And everyone knows almost 80% of the people who were hospitalized and didn't recover were obese. And the CDC obviously will be faulted forever for not taking advantage of the opportunity that COVID presented and telling people at the outset that most people who get COVID will have nothing more than a few days or a week of some annoying discomfort, but they'll get over it. Some of them won't even know they had COVID. But if you're fat, it can be a disaster. So I'm going to keep making these um, little podcasts now because I'm getting a lot of questions. People are, because we're posting regularly on Facebook and Instagram, they're sending questions. And those questions show me how brainwashed the American public is. So horribly brainwashed. And it's uh, it's such a, a loss because it was you know really unnecessary, and I don't know why people in America just can't let something go, especially when following a specific diet and an exercise program is so exhausting and it will fail. It will just fail you. So. Everybody should get the 80 bytes app, everybody, whether you're fat or thin, because you don't want to consume, hopefully, more than your share. Particularly if you're carrying an extra 40 pounds, you've already consumed more than your share. So keep that in mind as you look at every plate you're served or any plate that you put together or any box of cookies or bag of chips or whatever it is, and start to focus only on how much and trying to reduce what you consume at least a few bites every day. And remember, the slower you eat, the more you chew the food, the easier it will be for you to get some of the nutrition and certainly to help you just reduce and reduce and reduce the quantity.